finding that you can never really let it go, but you have to let go of the regret, the fear, the sadness, like not like just by letting that go, you're not letting them go. You're letting go of what is holding you back from moving forward. And knowing that it exists, having that faith by recognizing the signs, by noticing when they're sending you those pennies from heaven, not just the coin, but you're thinking of something or it can be you're thinking of the person. It can be you're thinking of making a decision and you see a red cardinal jet by or you're questioning something or you're just like you can ask for a sign and it never will like eliminate the wound. But I always feel peace and solace and knowing because I'll hear it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Witchy Wellness Radio. Again, I'm your host, Lauren, and this is a show you learn that your body is not in the way, but actually leading the way. And today we're talking all things spirituality, Reiki, yoga, and all things about pennies. We'll get to that in a moment. Heavenly pennies. Our guest today is Melissa Grimsley, and she's always been an avid believer in a higher power. Since childhood, she's encountered psychic phenomenons, coining her faith in somewhere more. Never one to bite her tongue when it comes to out-of-the-ordinary occurrences, she has been called to share this gift with the world to help you hone your own craft. As a yoga instructor, Reiki master, and spiritual influencer, the Heavenly Pennies podcast explores universal signs, spiritual purposes, and soul passions. Pennies from Heaven, her new book, elaborates more on Melissa's story and what she likes to call raining pennies. They aren't only copper coins, but take form in many reflections of God's creations here on earth. Melissa believes that everyone holds the key to their own special gifts. So long as everyone is open to receiving, trusting the process and willing to step one foot into the core being of who they were born to be. Unlock the door and allow the magic of the universe to unfold. Wow. Welcome, Melissa. That's quite the, I could feel the inspiration just amp up in that bio. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> You're very welcome. I'm excited to talk all things today. We can go in n- numerous ways. So let's first start with how did you get into this work? Because it sounds like from a young age, you were sensitive to other energies and the clairs probably. And so how did you hone your own skills throughout your own life to help other people now in return do the same? Yeah. Ever since I was a child would hear voices and know certain things. And that's a whole other journey in itself, which I do unveil in the book, which fingers crossed will be (laughs) out this 2024 It was also a matter of revisiting those gifts and fine-tuning them. So really in high school, doing certain practices and even rituals, so to speak, and things to really hone into that higher power, you're connecting with your higher self. And then I lost touch again. I would say putting a lot of my energy, it was directed towards more so in relationships. And so not to negative Nancy, the people that I was with, but they weren't believers in certain things, or maybe they would joke about it. And then some of them 
actually in turn, even mostly after our breakups, which I found very ironic with them be like, oh, by the way, this happened. But really it was back at a rock bottom moment, I think is when you can really draw back to that faith. Uh, was when I was, it was maybe about just over, actually it was about now, it would be about 14 years ago or so where I was at like my first rock bottom moment and just honed into more of my own practices again, meditations and taking note of my dreams and recognizing certain things that were pointing me in certain directions, which again, kind of is in part with the whole journey with my book. And then I was, believe maybe six years ago or so was when I found uh, yoga and Reiki. So I was practicing yoga, had met a few Reiki practitioners, but wasn't something that I would I was really drawn to at that time. Ironically, someone did tell me years ago, though, thinking back that I was going to I was an energy worker. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like back when I was in high school. But yeah, it was about around that time that I started receiving messages from God source, what you believe in, just telling me that this was my purpose, that I needed to get certified not only in yoga, but also Reiki at the same time during a period that I was unemployed. And I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> and that's how it really just progressed. And it's just riding a bike or any skill, just perfecting and fine tuning that honing into your intuition and the craft. And I feel like those two things have been huge tools in helping me to really lean into the, that and do the work. Beautiful. Yeah. It's listening and taking action upon the inspired feeling message thought that sometimes our minds or our ego or that fear can bubble up and even the small things like, like wanting to go outside to take a walk. And then your mind goes, it's freezing or it's raining and da, da, da. But for me, it's really like first building that muscle. So when you do hear those messages, like those big things in life, you're like, yep, all right, I'm going to do it. Take the leap, trust, and everything it will unfold as it needs to. So if people listening, Maybe you've heard some messages like that to do their own Reiki yoga journey in their own way. What is some of your advice to just open up to be able to hear mm. and to trust that process? Because it brings up a lot for me too, still the witch wound of being seen too is, is underneath all of that. <laughs> that, yes. And I will circle back to that because Another huge key point, um, because people have been saying, okay, when's this book coming out already? It's been, and it was a huge journey for me to feel that I could release it. And now again, it's okay. It's I'm already writing book three. Like it's time it's overdue. <laughs> You're going to get um, the naysayers or you're going to get negative feedback with whatever you do with anyone who doesn't understand it or who doesn't align with it. But it boils down to you leaning into what we briefly touched on before hopping in your heart space, your center, and really doing what feels best for you. 
So going back to, and even with that, the book was another thing that I had received the message about, and it took me a year to finally take the jump. So just because you may have received that message or guidance, that intuition, that ping to do something and you haven't done it, doesn't mean that it won't happen. Even if it happened 10 years ago, like it's never too late to really lean into what it is. It is your core purpose, your calling, what it is that's going to get you there. And I would say the biggest block, uh, which was one of my huge blocks, as in there was the fear with the book, it was the fear of the exposure. And oh, goodness, what are certain people going to think when you and not that there are really negative things in it, but there are certain things that people can take how they're going to take because Life and things are open to interpretation. So they're going to take it how they do. They may even take it in ways that I don't even, I wouldn't even consider them taking it. And the biggest block I would say with the yoga and the Reiki, that was a part of it as well. I was raised Christian. I still, I say I'm more spiritual now. I'm still Christian though. If someone's asking me what's your affiliation with a religious background or whatnot, but the fear of coming into that and knowing, okay, there are people still going to be accepting? Are people, are they going to cast judgment on me because of this or feel or think certain ways? Or am I wrong? There's that self-doubt too that comes in. What if this is wrong? What if it isn't right? But what I, what got me to take that leap of faith was knowing what felt right. And that's what I always go and I bring into it when people are like, aren't you afraid you're going to open up like demons and death? And I'm like, I come in so clear hearted and so connected with myself and protected and guarded like that. I know it can't touch me. Like I know, and I get the full body chills as the confirmation of the affirmation from spirit that yes, like this is truth. You are right where you're meant to be. And so that is the big, one of the biggest things, I think, recognizing your blocks, what it might be, because another block for me and jumping into certain things was not having the money to do it. And let me tell you, money is always going to be a block. It's your prosperity. It links in with your heart space. That's your love relationships to others, to yourself. It's always going to be a block, but the moment you recognize it and you take action, there's always a way. Like where there is a will, there is a way. So if you want it bad enough, you'll make it happen and it will come to you. It will, you'll find that way where it's like a part-time job will just fall on its lap or someone will gift you with something or someone will offer you some type of discount. I'm not telling all you practitioners to do that, but in certain instances when that it's like a way to work with people. I was so blessed in the regard that my first yoga instructor was like, you don't need to pay me all up front. Pay me in increments, do it at this certain time. It's going to be all right. And then my Reiki, the master that got me certified to practice Usui Reiki, she was like, you don't need to do it all at once, which I wanted to do it all at once anyway. It's just how I am. Like when I'm all in, I'm all in. She's like, you wanted to do the first one and then the second one and then the third one. And it's all divine intervention. And there's, I always say there's no coincidence, but there are coincidences. It's spelled the same way. And that's how I like to refer to it because it's never by chance. It's always meant to be. If you feel like there's something in you, it's this calling like this is guiding me here or why am I seeing this or why am I hearing this? It's even those nudges you hear someone tells you something. They're like, oh, we should, you should do this. Someone told me years ago when I was just practicing yoga, you should be a yoga instructor. 
And I was out of work for, it was years, like waitressing and bartending. I'm like, no, I couldn't do that. That's not for me. You're great at it. It's everyone's timing too. And I think it also is important to recognize that when you are sharing messages, like to first make sure that it's not breaking any boundaries or anything. Like I try and be respectful of that when I do get messages, because I know some people don't want to receive certain things. When I get the inclination to share it, I'm very open to sharing it. And that is a lesson that I have learned. Sometimes I need to dial it back and wait until I get the nudge that they're like, it's okay, you could tell me. But then also not pushing. When you get those nudges to like keep telling them to do something like, yes, but there's a fine line for people to really like find it themselves when the timing is right. And I think it's just all a matter of just going the course of what your journey is. Wow, so many places to go. And I think- (laughs) For me this week, I want to bring this up. So I know my third eye is opening and just based on like ego stuff that's coming up and then spiritual stuff, I've always felt a lot of energy. My Kundalini has been active. It's always been in the body and the fear of death and surrendering has been coming up for me this week. And based on what your, your story and how I just feel like this is something we could unpack together of me sharing my vulnerable parts of my journey right now with the listeners. It's, there's always another level, I think, to open up and expand. And for me, whew, the fear that has been coming up, my goodness. So I would love to just maybe walk through this process with you mm-hmm. to see. I know people listening will be able to resonate with this as well. Oh my God. Absolutely. And that is what I would say the biggest key while there's so many moving parts in my book, pennies from heaven again, 2024 fingers crossed. I guess there's fine lines. It's when it's, it's you manifest it like it's coming, but then you got to push it through. So I'm like birthing the baby this year. (laughs) Like it's been like carried in the womb. It's come on, let's go. But the one of the big things, and I feel like I'm still really honing into that craft of this gift that I have really not come to master to, but I'm really mastering it is to help people that either have lost a loved one or even to a sense of helping those in transitioning when it is time. And the reason why is because this is something it's again, it's another layer. It starts with, oh, okay. Hearing things, knowing things, whatnot. But then it has come so second nature. And this is another point too, that I want to dial back to really quick, because I know you had mentioned with following those, the pings and like the intuition and stuff and leaning into those things. One thing I just recently told my friend, because she had said, how is it so second nature? Because I will be talking on the phone and it's just like, and it's like word bomb. I just spit it out. And they're like, how, what? And they're like, and I'm like, listen, it came from source. Like I got the goosies, just take it. And they're like, okay. And some of my friends are like, they know when it happens, they're like, I'm holding on to that one. But she said, how are you so where it's just so connected at time? And don't get me wrong. Of course, like I have times I'm clouded and whatnot. But the biggest thing that I have done, and this was actually advice from, I forgive me, whoever this was. I don't remember who it was that told me this. I th- it may have been Tina Vesley, may have been. I'll give her a shout out anyway. She's a someone who I had on my podcast years ago. But 
It was leaning into those. It was like, you're not trusting yourself as much, like you're not listening. And I'm like, not listening. And it's like those subtle intuitive moments, like those little things where it's like, pick the one on the right, or don't drink that, eat, get this, or just littlest things. And sometimes I'm like, really? But I even feel like I want this one, or I feel like this makes more sense, but I've gotten more to, instead of questioning it and sometimes allowing ego to take over and like what I feel like, or think maybe right is I've just leaned into that more naturally. Like that is something I would say, if you're looking to tune into practice, so something to bounce back with that, but So dialing back to with helping with transitioning and because it is something I know sometimes I can get so stuck in my head if I think of the time, I'm like, oh my God, like someone who I love, who's close to me, the thought of them passing or something happening and I get psyched up and I'm like, oh my God. Or even the fact I'm like, life is short. And I had a very close friend of mine who had passed away and she was young in 32, like that's young. And I'm like, wow, like I was like writing this book. What if I didn't get this book out? This is my sole purpose. This is my spiritual, like my reason I'm living, like I need to do this. And it's like a lot of the times too, you can't see why you can't make sense of certain things. And I can't even touch on with real youth, real young deaths. That's something I can't, cause I know that takes so much more healing And a lot more deeper work that I'm not there to even touch that yet. But what I will say is I do feel gratitude when I can really share certain things with people. I know like someone has passed and I'm like, by the way, I heard this, I saw this happen and it will be random things that they're like, oh my God, like how would you have known or how? And I just, I lean into that so strongly because sometimes it's really, I got to say that. And I'll say it because if I'm here, like, I'm like, there's a reason for it. And I'm like, and sometimes I'll have to preface it by saying like, this is not me. (laughs) This is like coming from my room, just so you know, but it's, and then just with loved ones close to me. Like I, I think just knowing that and finding that you can never really let it go, but you have to let go of the regret, the fear, the sadness, like not like just by letting that go, you're not letting them go. You're letting go of what is holding you back from moving forward. And knowing that, it exists having that faith by recognizing the signs, by noticing when they're sending you those pennies from heaven, not just the coin, but you're thinking of something or it can be you're thinking of the person. It can be you're thinking of making a decision and you see a red cardinal jet by or you're questioning something or you're just like, you can ask for a sign and it never will like eliminate the wound, but I always feel peace and solace and knowing because I'll hear it. The first off it's, oh, okay. My great grandfather, when he passed, I was actually driving there and I heard him talking to me. He's time to go sis. And I'm like, what the F? I'm like, no, (laughs) I was like, I'm on my way to see you. (laughs) Like, And he's trust me, you don't want to see me like this. And then it was like silence. And I was like, and I get there and yeah, the court, the caution tape was up and everything. And it was like, yeah, it sucks. But, and people tell me all the time, they're like, oh my God, like, how could you even deal with that? I couldn't deal with that. Also, you better tell me if I'm going to die. I'm like, it doesn't work like that. 
<laughs> but they will, friends, loved ones will say things. They will, in their dreams, I'll have dreams right before they're passing and just know certain things. And it's in those transitioning moments that while yes, it was very scary growing up and hearing things. and But now I've come to this point where I feel like I have a good grounding on it and I can really do something with it to help people to really move on in the physical and in the spiritual. Beautiful. Yeah. It's so interesting that those messages come through when you have these connections with these loved ones to much before it's happening. And I had a family member who dreamt her grandfather died the, the night before he died. And she mm-hmm. dreamt the entire evening down to the food they ate to the moment it happened There's in the her dream and didn't tell anybody for a very long time because she thought it was crazy. It's her fault. Oh, you know what? That holy cow. Yes. Thank you. Because mm-hmm. the first dream that I had of a very close friend of mine who was the inspiration for this book, when I had the dream, because it was re- relative to an, an actual, like a car accident. And it was like, I was like, what the heck was I supposed to go do something? Was I supposed to go help him? I just thought it was God telling me something's wrong. You got to reach out and didn't take it like that. And I did harbor that guilt too. And that in turn was a block for a bit because that was a period of time that again, being caught up with relationships or putting everyone above my my own self, partying too hard, (laughs) not being clear-headed. Those all were influencing factors. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think hearing these stories, and I know a lot of listeners can relate to this. It brings up, first of all, how powerful we are to realize that our, those gifts are here with us inherently. Two, it shows us where the healing work or the loving work needs to happen in terms of letting go of the guilt or the fear or what, whatever comes up for you. And I know if you're listening to this show and the women that I work with too, it's, and I know you do too, it's like we're, we know we're here for a reason, like to live that sole purpose. We might have clarity on it. We might not yet, but it also equally terrifies us. Because mm-hmm. the unknown and the, the whatever else comes up, this witch wound for millennia, we didn't, we couldn't choose. And now we can. And it's like our nervous systems and our energy are just on this like traumatic, just like haywire. How can we start to energetically, spiritually, physically calm ourselves down to integrate because I know it's a collective thing right now. Everybody's purging a bunch of this victimhood, Mm -hmm, this fear. mm -hmm. We're feeling the higher vibrations raise up in all of us. So therefore the denser vibrations are going to, they can't stay here anymore. So I guess walk us through what's the process. How can we integrate this more, more gracefully? (laughs) One ping and I, I I don't know if why but I I'm feeling the need to share it because this is a a message that I really brought into the new year that I felt very strong and it was a recurring thing with other people I was speaking to as well and it's probably something that you've heard maybe and just uh, okay but it's you are not responsible for anyone else's happiness and 
honestly, that kind of sums it all up. What is it that really brings you joy? What is it that really fills you up with that light? And as long as you are doing that, and it is with a greater purpose too, it's not being followed with ego or with the intent of harming someone else or anyone. But I think that will get you there. That will get you those pieces to help you to lean into that, those gifts and how to craft them. And also it can be very overwhelming when you do get certain messages. And there are times where I'm like, what the F? Like, why why is this? But you're only given what you can handle too. So it's if you are being granted with this gift or this knowing of something, like trusting that and leaning into it and recognizing the difference because I, whenever you are coming, you're stepping more into your light, you're coming more full circle into who you truly are meant to be, you are going to be ridiculed, attacked, like in whatever way it may be. And it may even be yourself, like doubting it can come internally. It can come from outsiders. It's going to happen no matter what, but it doesn't matter because as long as you are that driving force and doing what it is, that's bringing you that fulfillment, you that joy, and you are filling up your cup, then that's all that matters. And I think just honing into what those practices are and really just leaning into that and that's going to help. Because then it's those moments, even when I'm like, okay, maybe I don't know, but I'm doing it. And then I'll also get the reassurance. Because then at the same time that you're going to have the negatives coming and you're going to be getting the positives to help bring you back up to raise that vibration. And I think it is important to really grounding yourself, knowing that you may be feeling like you said, these old witchy wounds, it may be from present time. It may be from past life's lifetimes, which I know I'm a believer of that you are carrying this, that we're carrying it, not only physically coming in into this form, but also spiritually, mentally. And it's a matter of shedding those layers and recognizing when the triggers and the traumas are coming up, not beating yourself up either when you're human and you have a reaction to something, but knowing how to flip the switch, knowing how to change it, knowing how to now, at least I may not always react the way I want to always react, but at least I'm more mindful of it. Just bringing that awareness to the forefront, I think can really help you as well when you're really honing in with what it is that's happening so that it isn't something that then you're like, oh, shucks, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> shouldn't have said that because it is very easy to get in defensive mode when you do feel you're being attacked or there's something coming. To that note, with the spiritual attack, I was just telling my friend, I was like, what the heck is going on? It was, I was for certain practices that I do. Again, I say I'm spiritual and I've said, you could call me a witch if you wanted to, because when there's a full moon or I'm lighting a candle or I'm manifesting and sitting there, these are all things that, you know, oh no. But what I found was someone was certain things like with me with practicing Reiki, was really coming to the forefront and how it's not accepted. And this was something that held me back initially from stepping foot into practicing Reiki as well. But it was how it's, it's not allowed. Jesus is the only savior and you are, it's, we're, we're not, it's not supposed to do it. I was like, 
But how, and instead of, I took it initially, it felt, because it was coming from someone that I was like, whoo, it really, I felt it. And I've also heard from people, again, close to me, that you shouldn't, if you're hearing things from people that have passed, and I'm like, but these are things, like, it's not the devil that's coming and talking to me. Like, these are things that are real, legit things that have helped people. Like, when I say, there's no denying that. And honestly, you only know if you've experienced it on either side of the receiving ends. From that regard, instead of, because initially I was like, oh, my immediate reaction, the way Melissa used to be like, you know, I'm blocking you, I'm deleting you, I'm not talking to you. And instead, I really sat in it and I didn't respond right away. I was like, let me process this, let me see. And then I'm like, okay, I was like, this is like not being reflective. I understand. I respect that because you were raised in this. So I'm not going to knock that. I'm just going to express to you why it is that I do what I do. And let me tell you something. When I did that, the next morning, we actually had a conversation about it. I ended up sharing a message that helped this person in turn. So it was like, okay, it was like, it was coming to this. No, but then it was like, okay, now the person may not talk to me for a little while because they're like, they may be like weirded out by it and being like, okay, let me. But the point is I didn't allow it to consume me to react in the ego form. And I just found a way of trying to communicate it in a way that they, and some people may or may not understand. And that's okay. I always say it's, I'm doing this not with the intention of being like, this is the right way. This is the way it has to be. I'm trying to help people to find a place like that focal point, like where is it that we can all like understand or unite as one, because that's really what it's all about. And it's not saying that someone else's views are wrong either, because someone can have completely different views than me, but it's your perception. It's how you're seeing things. And it's also helping you to live in your light, the strongest that you can. So if you're living the light, the strongest that you can in practicing some other religion or doing something else, or maybe not believing in God at all, like that is because you are serving the best way that you can serve your higher self, whether you recognize it or not. Beautiful. Thank you. I think Thank you. that definitely resonated a lot with me. Yes. So if people were interested in working with you virtually, do you practice Reiki healing sessions virtually too, or just in person? How can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more and Yeah. So I definitely do virtual readings and everything as well. I do to say, I like to preface it with, because my Reiki sessions, some people, they just want the Reiki and that's fine. And I I can do that personally. And the way that I also, because I also train people as Reiki practitioners too. And in the future, I would like to I have my credits for it, but down the road, I also am going to work on getting people certified as yoga teachers as well. So with that being said, like what I teach my Reiki, like students that I've helped in their training as well is, and the way that I explain it when I'm offering Reiki services is that I will share messages that are coming through as I'm working through the chakras of the body, because it's helping you to heal. Again, it's mental, spiritual, physical. So while not all Reiki practitioners function that way. And that's completely fine. And it is different when I'm working in a senior living facility and there's a group of senior citizens. I'm not really sharing that. I may be mentally sending a little something to our higher selves, but I'm not going to be like word vomiting what's coming out. But yes, I will, if you um, are open to it. And that's why I always like to ask if you're open to receiving messages and whatnot, I will share it. I never share anything of dark. I never, it's not like I'm going into your closet and I can see all these things that you don't want people to see because 
guide and the heavenly pennies team, they're only going to let me see what I'm meant to see. So <laughs> I always like to let people know that as well. But yes, I do it virtually. I also do yoga. If someone wants to do yoga or meditation virtually, I'm certified and specialized in meditation as well. So, you know, yeah, you can find it all on my website, the heavenlypennies.net. I couldn't get the .com. It's all right, but it's a .net. <laughs> and side note, I am excited. I'm very grateful. I just want to say, Lauren, for you really seeking me out. Again, there's no coincidences. There's coincidences. And I'm really happy that you found me and connected. And while it wasn't time to quite be on my podcast of Heavenly Pennies yet, because I still have a huge backlog, which also, if anyone wants some like extra intern, if an intern or someone who wants to do some side stuff, please send them my way because... I'm at that point and this book's going to come out and I'm like, oh my God, I still don't even have all the episodes. It's a lot. It's a lot that goes on in the back end. And I'm just too much of a perfectionist OCD to do it myself. So <laughs> I just like to put that out there. Um, but yeah, I just want to say I'm really excited uh, for, we'll aim for 2024 to have you on my episode as well when the timing is right, because um, it's beautiful while technology can really consume people and it can not be the best effective way. I always like to look at these moments where it's like it can allow you to connect with so many people that you ordinarily would never connect with. I'm great friends with this person in the UK now because I was on his podcast as well. And it's, you just get to bridge those gaps of really connecting with people. And yeah, I'm just really grateful that you found me and that we connected. Likewise. Yes. Div divine timing or coincidence, like you said, thank you for coming on here and sharing your heart and your story, your vulnerability, your wisdom with us today. And how may we as the listeners, as a huge act of gratitude, be of service and return for you today, Melissa? I love that you close out with that. Mm. So honestly, what you listeners can do is just to really hone into what it is that is bringing you to highest service. That's what I would say, because collectively, that's honestly the best gift universally that you could really give. And maybe even in a moment after you turn off the podcast, just take a moment just to ground your energy and maybe just send that love and light out to everyone, maybe tuning in or anyone who's in need of it. I think that would be beautiful. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was an honor holding this space with me today. Thank you so much. Bye, Lauren. Bye.